Well, 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 welcome back to the, to the All We Do Is Chat podcast. Yeah, welcome back. We're back. The boys are back. Welcome back to the All We Do Is Chat podcast, folks. Wowie. It's been too long. Well, that's, 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 We're drawing yeah, for, for us. Yeah, it'll, for, uh, for listener, it'll, just put, it'll, it'll still be uh, like last episode will be 57. This one will be 58, but the... the yeah. No, no, no but the, this the, week. The, the dates will be a little <laughs> bit uh, a little bit ski with if you're um, if you're really paying attention, which uh, I, I know you all work it's like well, yeah. inbox uh, you 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 can keep up with the inbox. Where are where are you guys? Yeah, I know exactly. Where are they? Where are they? It's like um how they had to cancel the Olympics when for COVID and also the Second World War, <laughs> but that was way really ago. It's the, I I think that's about the same. This is the, this is the Olympics yeah, of every, podcasting. Yeah, like, everything noticed. That's why uh yeah, not only was it the, the, the fact that we were not around for a week, that's another reason why uh, crypto took a big dip this week because the uh, All We Do Is Chat podcast, exactly, so we yeah. maybe need to, you know... Yeah, put some more, word, some more tweets out, like, more like Elon. Yeah, fair warning, stocks are dropping. There's no episode this week. All, all We Do Coin is going to be to the moon. To <laughs> Pluto, boy, boy, boy. Yeah, we are. Hell yeah, that's actually. I'd uh, I'd sign up. Um, yeah, <laughs> a very yeah. warm welcome back to the uh, the All We Do Is Chat podcast with uh, with Pete and Sean. Lovely to uh, lovely to have your uh, your company. This week we are fifty eight, as you said, episode fifty eight. Welcome aboard. This week we're uh, we're, we're having a, this one's a bit more of a, a thinker. This one's less uh, research based or uh, you know like subjectivity based or this one's. Yeah, we're talking more personal. We're talking personal. We're, we're of... peeling back the uh, the curtain a little bit, and we're letting y'all uh, letting y'all into uh, you know a little bit more private side of our lives. So this week we're talking about like the biggest changes, biggest challenges we've uh, we've faced in terms of uh, our young illustrious lives so far. Like yeah, changes, challenges. Exactly. Um, so there'll be you know. Little, little bits in there so if you uh, if there's anything that r- particularly resonates with you as we're going through it send us some feedback if you experience something similar let us know we love that shit head over Instagram all we do is chat on Instagram you can email us all we do is chat at outlook.com if you're classy like that or you can obviously get us some stereo if you want to catch us live, we're thinking about doing one today, but by the time you listen to this, it'll be like days in the past, so but it's it, a bit of a weird... If I say now, when is now? Is that whenever you're listening to it, or is that right as I'm recording it? When, when is you now? listen to it, is now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> now. This is the best moment of your life, now. Then you can just keep listening back to this episode, and just whatever re- it is, is this is the best point moment. Each time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is kind of like... So we're doing life changes this is brought about because i recently finished uni more or less i've not graduated yet but i've finished the the classes and then i did a big move from aberdeen to edinburgh which means if you're for all those at home keeping tally keeping score we're yeah, actually in the same city yeah. yeah at the moment this is a, this is not an in-person one but perhaps in the future we shall yeah well, we're absolutely um, absolutely taking advantage of that yeah for so long whenever it was a case of looking forward to when restrictions eased and we were allowed to be in houses well you best believe bye 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 this um bye, that's bye. now that's not happened as uh, at, at the time of recording so yeah you're allowed in you know someone's private establishment I, yeah, maybe we should call it that. You know, we're recording from Sean's private establishment, not like not like Sean's house, because like yeah. that sounds okay. But like, if I say that I was recording from Sean's private establishment, you think, "Ooh, that sounds like the sort of place that's got like security or something like that." And it does. Met Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> do- yeah it does. <laughs> Betsy's the guard dog. Yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously, you would have had to make a similar a similar move when you. For one, when you moved to uni, but also when you moved from oh, Stirling yeah. to Edinburgh, yeah, it was like double double whammy. Would you say, in terms of like the biggest move of your life, would you say it was moving yeah, from home 100%. to uni? Yeah, yeah, that's like a culture shock. Oh yeah, big as well, time. I, I think it was the like moving for uni, and then also like moving, um, like yeah, completely changing location as well. Um, 
think mm-hmm. they were similar in some ways but also you know like the moving for uni obviously was the you know further education part but the you know hidden in amongst that was absolutely the you know necessity to grow up as well because um, yeah as yeah, as, as big a boy i thought as i thought i was at 18 i was like there's a lot of stuff that i still hadn't done and that was yeah um that was like just, no one's fault but my own because i was very much of the sort of mindset where i was fortunate that like my mum would do and did still does you know like a lot in the house and yeah, that's obviously not an option when you're like yeah well yeah i apart. mean in terms of like washing clothes and yeah. like cooking all your own meals and stuff it's like she's not there to do that or like mum and dad aren't there to do that so you've got to figure it out because i think as well it's probably very much of the opinion or of the mindset that if i didn't have to learn to do it i probably wouldn't have and that's more i think just yeah. like an i don't know partly like an irish kind of culture thing where you're like like your mommy does everything for you like she'll like she'll like yeah. she'll cook your <laughs> cook your dinner wash your clothes iron your you know iron your clothes she'll you know if you've forgotten something at school you forgot something at, i don't know like at work like oh she'd drive down to like bring it to you she's like going like ab- above and beyond yeah. but i think i definitely was like wow well, well if you insist okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah fine all right I was kind of similar like I was always of the mentality like I've got it now so it's good like I like having everything done for me but I was kind of like I'm, I know I'm gonna have to learn how to yeah. do this in the future but I would just keep putting it off until until I eventually did move to uni and I'm like well I've got all these things I need to be doing now like cooking for myself and washing for myself and maintaining a clean it was a room obviously at the time but like a room an area which is mine yeah. which is my responsibility and I'm paying to be there it's a bit of a it's a totally I remember on the first night when I moved to Aberdeen, like four years ago at this point, it was like very strange. Like on the first night, you're like, "That's it! Like I'm on my own now." Then you got you got your family for the big move and stuff. And you're like, "Oh, this is cool. Everyone's here." And then they just leave. And yeah. You're like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> well, what yeah. now?" <laughs> and you're like, "What? What do I even yeah. do for fun <laughs> on my yeah. own?" It's just uh, it's that the whole build up of. Um, of moving because i'm pretty sure i think we did it maybe in like two days worth of because again like we were fortunate that um well i was fortunate to have like mum and dad to help me move and then jack as well but they had like my grandparents you know i say my like my grand's house in like livingston as like a a base for them to stay at so it wasn't they didn't incur yeah that much of a i mean probably the, the big like outlay for them was to actually like getting the boat across but there was no um the outlay for like accommodation or like hotels or <clears throat> any like, ex- like extras in that way so it was probably quite fortunate that i had that and had them to help with that and then i remember i also i like i had a like i was, I was like probably from like 16 17 had like a little like girlfriend as well that i was like I don't know. Yeah. I think I was a lot more like, like cold and detached about like leaving and moving away because I'd, I'd always wanted to do it. I think it was a bit of like, yeah, a bit of like from her point of view, a bit like resentment. That I was, I was like, listen, I, I'm going. Like, I've wanted to go for so long, yeah. and with all due respect, like at the time, you're like, I think you're class, but like, you're you're not gonna stop me from going. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm, yeah, like I'm not gonna this not go because you're like, don't go. I'm like. I'm still going, man. Yeah, I just remember. I remember mum, like both my parents, like saying to me, like afterwards, that I think dad was maybe a bit more so, you know, cold cut about it, being like, yeah, you, you need to go. But I think mum as well, because, yeah, because oh, she, yeah, she's just a wee angel. She was just like, oh, I'll be so sad when you go. And like, I, there was times that it was sad and difficult, but no. I would never have grown up. And even now, she says even behind the you know not wanting me to go she was always like yeah she knew that was the best thing for her but it was the same for like jack as well like him and i both needed that like it was nice to be able to yeah like you can you're gonna miss your kid obviously but then knowing that they're 
bettering themselves by going on this journey. They have to go in. You're gonna have to go in yeah, at some I point. I think as well, mom too. I think she would have been more more annoyed at herself if I hadn't gone because I'd wanted to stay for her, and then I'd either you know wish that I hadn't. It's which is yeah. why I'm, I don't know. It's strange because there's there's a handful of boys from like back home that. I was friends with like right up until sort of like end of secondary school and even in the two or three years sort of like at the start of uni whenever I'd come home to see or be able to come home a bit more regularly than I have done like over the last two or three years but I, I never understood why like none of them because it was of the boys that I was it was me and what other guy called like, a guy called Mike and him and I've been best pals for years and years and like still really close to this day and him and I were the only two that left and I never got it, I never understood why no one else like grabbed the opportunity yeah. especially with like yeah I get us a lot of money and even some of the boys that stayed at home like they were still paying like tuition to go to university but doing it at home and still like living from home and yeah, like it, it wasn't just like, the living at home bit I'm fine with like I get it, if that's, if that's your thing absolutely fine but it was just like you probably will have yeah. one chance at an undergrad and postgrads if you know if you strike it rich or you know you know not not to be too like yeah or like not, so, not to be too like you. insensitive but like if someone in your family like dies and you get left a lot of money then you could probably do it but like the chances of you doing like an undergrad like that in a different country or a different sort of like city in the UK probably you're only going to get one shot at it where you're going to get like funding as well is the yeah. big thing I know you're getting like student finance and stuff but you're still going to pay that back to the Christ knows when, but you probably get like one shots. So like I don't, in my head, I was like, why would you not just pick any city? And even if you go and it doesn't go well, you tried. Like just to know yeah, exactly. And you can tra- you can transfer courses yeah. in, in most cases. So if you like went for six months, you're like, this isn't for me. And I know plenty of people who did that either like transferred transferred or then or then dropped out. But then as you said, like at least you gave it a go, and you at least you like you know. Either you couldn't do it yeah, or it wasn't I'd for you, or you need. To yeah, I, I would much rather, and I think that's probably. I think we'd we'd been close for years, like me and that group of friends. But I think that was probably, you know, some of the the bigger um, like divides began to grow because like Mike and I moved away and started to enjoy like the fruits of labor of moving away, like expanding your horizons in terms of like. The, the kind of people that you come into contact with that was quite a big thing because there was some of those boys like they were like they sort of like you know church friends that I had it was quite an enclosed so like the friends you hung out with were also like you know religious similar values that kind of thing like it was yeah, oh yeah massively so like yeah. meeting yeah. like different people yeah. and probably importantly the, the kind of people are like the, you know the type of people that I wouldn't have chosen to be friends with before was massive so like Mike and I benefited from you know, meeting new people, new ideals, like new like hobbies and pastimes and stuff that the guys from back home just hadn't. So that was probably the start of like another sort of like big change. So like moving away was almost like the not the easy bit, but it was the it was everything that came like after that because like friendships changed and like friendship stances with people changed. So all of a sudden, people that you've been friends with for like five or six years in secondary school, all of a sudden you were like shit like i'm not gonna be friends with him forever like i thought i was gonna be whenever we first sit where we had like we made that little blood pact at his yeah. like his 60s birthday something like that. we were like friends forever <laughs> friends not like not quite but it's like oh it's like jesus like we're not actually gonna be we're not gonna be that f- close forever are we and then that's another big when you're like oh my god uh what do i do now and then you and then you're like well what if the people that yeah. i meet at uni are also and, and like what, what if the same thing happens then the, the, the moving away you're almost like yeah. that was the easy bit wasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like for me it was it was harder it was easy, easy to move away and then like i knew it was gonna be sad and whatever and like i was sad to move away leave all my friends behind and leave where i like was comfortable but then once i'd done it it was fine and then when i arrived at the new place that was more challenging for me i would say like finding like finding out how who i am for one and how i'm going to integrate into all these various places and meet people who they like, would broaden my horizons and be would be good for my development like as a person and like socially yeah. all that kind of stuff i would say that was more challenging for me just to start like it, it's landing and then yeah because for you know yeah you do get your own you know you get to grow up yourself to a certain extent and figure out who you are to a certain extent but it's it's hard to do that 
once you i think whenever you're younger like your parents roof because it's like a protector for you isn't it it keeps you safe but then after a while like not in a bad way it almost like restricts you or like not quite it's not stunts but you know to really grow you need to you know take the cap off it oh you know if you try to like grow like a little plant in a box with a lid on it the plant it'll grow until it hits the lid and then it won't grow any further so you kind of take the lid off and then let it actually grow and then as opposed to yeah like the ceiling the ceilings there you can only grow so yeah, much and i think if you're fortunate you're you yeah. know you have parents that will turn around and say absolutely you need to go and do this thing and you need to leave and I guess I know some people that wanted to leave to go to university, but their you know their mom, their mom or their dad was like, no, 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 you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I've like yeah. consider myself like, like quite fortunate that you know mom and dad had yeah, you got like yeah, and I think helped out the door because they'd also done the same thing. Like dad, you know, moved his life from Scotland to Northern Ireland, and mum also moved. I mean, she still technically like Northern Ireland but like basically you know one side of the country to the other um, so like yeah, oh yeah huge so I was, like, they probably had that well they did they had that experience of like they've done it and they'd like reap the benefits of it so one thing or like me wanting to do it or Jack wanting to do it was also like a almost like a continuation of the um, you know moving away and actually growing up and I think what you said there was really good like actually figuring out who you are like yourself because you'd learned a lot of that from the you know the, the tutelage of your parents but or your, your friends yeah your or friends the friends that you had you whereas before. you know they're not gonna they, they might not necessarily be like a, a good representation yeah. of what it's like in the world yeah they're a good yeah, good representation of the world that you grew up in or the world that you know but yeah I think that's the thing yeah like when you're like, like you realize looking back at it when I was at uni I was like well before I went to uni sorry when I when I arrived at uni I was like all my friends are like I can't I can't think of a single person that I know who's like actually my friend who's not white and I was like that's a kind of weird situation to be to be in and like everyone's like basically my age and basically like, like basically just me <laughs> wearing a different set of clothes and we all think the same and believe the same thing so it's like it's good to be able to go to uni and like different country people different countries different like backgrounds all these like, various things it's like important to be able to like get a taste of what the world's actually like and not be stuck in like this little bubble not that it's terrible to be at home but it's good it's always better to have more information yeah yeah take on it you're better to yeah you're better to experience or be exposed to it than than to not because then yeah that information is albeit small whatever you know it's like power right yeah it's it's yeah, exactly. Definitely. But even, see, like, a slightly pivot. Before I went to uni, I worked for a year. And I would say, like, that was a big change as well, obviously. Like, having, like, actual responsibilities that are like were my own and not just, like, you're at school, you need to do this, you need to do that. Because, like, people will help you through work. People will help you through uh, uni work. Uh, school work, sorry. <laughs> but then once you go to work, like, you're actually responsible for things and, like, you're paid to be there and, like, you're it's a totally different exchange you're doing and I, I remember I found that really difficult at first like I just didn't know how to how to do it but then like I as I developed into it like that really contributed into the way that I see myself now like the best parts of myself I can see have come from yeah. from my work I, I'm just like in terms of your work did you did you work before you went to uni or was it kind of like you went to uni then picked up part-time jobs and then I basically as soon as I turned like 16 like what I think I, I think I, I wanted to definitely, but I think my, I feel like I remember my dad was like, go out and get some, earn some, <laughs> earn, earn some keeps yeah. on, or even just like, <laughs> I think the mum and dad were always very keen for to impress. I think on both like Jack and I to like understand that like the the importance of like the like the value of money, as in, you know, I you know we didn't grow up and have like, like shit loads of it, so it wasn't like caribbean holidays every year but like you know it, you yeah. know seeing like mum and dad like you know they, they worked um, like dad worked hard i remember like you know was doing like a degree whenever like finishing off a degree like a like postgrad master's thing whenever like jack and i were young and mum doing the same whenever um 
you know, when she was younger as well. So like seeing them with that example they had of you know just like working hard and you know just that yeah you work hard for your money kind of thing. So when I turned sixteen, I um I got a job thanks to well my next door neighbor at the time she worked in a a shoe shop and managed to bag me an interview um that i went to and i yeah i got that job selling (laughs) selling shoes as a really really shy um i think i always have to point out because like the person i am like now is not the same as and the same like most people you're probably not the same as you were 16 but i think i was very very like quite shy and timid and reserved and dealing with like yeah dealing with the public was like oh my god no absolutely not i I don't fancy it people that i know absolutely fine so like if i saw like one of my friend's parents came in to buy some shoes i'd be like absolutely fine but just like randoms off this yeah i wasn't quite so comfortable with it so that was a massive at 16 yeah massive eye opener or also yeah eye opener but also like toe up the ass to be like this is um, yeah yeah, absolutely. I don't think I saw it as that. Yeah. I, don't, I think looking back, it is. I didn't see it as that. I, I, I didn't have the same outlook about life and the world and how I fit into it as I do now. Um, but I think at 16, I was just like, just try and keep your head above water kind of thing. Um, earn a bit of money. When your first paycheck comes in, you're like, I'm going to spend that on whatever i can't even remember what i spent on something 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 stupid might have been like a pair of shoes or something some daft weird gen i was like i'll still yeah i was like i got my first paycheck but i'll still need the staff discount though (laughs) (laughs) i've got shoes in the way for some reason i can't Um, yeah yeah and then i worked there for a bit and then i uh i left And then I went to uni, and then that's where I got my job as a barista at uh, the this. Yeah, I shook shook the hand of the the whip bread devil. Now I got them. Um, yeah, I got my job there, and again, that was my um my this is I this is for my other next door neighbor um had her friend was the store manager and this next door neighbor was like listen got a friend that's coming to sterling starting uni looking for work um i don't know if he's what you i don't know if it's even what you need but like even just like an interview would be nice or have like what you said and have a chat with him so i went to sit down and have a chat with the store manager there um, and then i came back for an interview and then um, yeah started on like a Two day a week thing, just Saturday and Sunday, yeah. Um, just like clearing tables and stuff, and then gradually start to get a bit more responsibility. Um, I guess imagine that because you, well, that's your, you know, your role would be that that girl's role, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, like, that woman's yeah. role would be know what your role is. I can imagine you looked at Rec- yeah, rec- yeah, rec- recruiting. I, I think I didn't have that aspiration at that time. I think again, I was still trying to figure out. Yeah, like I just landed in Sterling and was just trying to figure out like life. I also thinking I've got a bit of, if I've got a job, I've got a bit of extra income to you know help support me. Um, it probably wasn't until I started working. There was a guy that worked there who's probably like my um, like we've all got those like little like, mentors in life and stuff and people that we probably like look to and think like yeah, like they're it doesn't matter who it's like they're the person. I'm like oh yeah, you're kind of cool. I wish I was. I wish I was you. Yeah, you're, there's a guy that worked there, um, and him and I are still really close to this day, and I, I love it. Um, he's really, really like just top guy. He just got me. He really challenged me in terms of like how I think about like why you do things, like what like the whole like what's your purpose thing, like why'd you get out of bed, like why should anybody care? Um, so like he was a. I started off as like a just a, like a barista. He was a, like a team leader and then became an assistant manager and then left to be a store manager. But um, he taught me a lot in terms of, yeah, just like values, principles, um, and also like understanding your own like worth. Um, 
because for so long my issue yeah. i'll say my issue like for so long for me working in like just as a barista i was always like oh what happens when he leaves or like what happens when you leave or what happens when that person leaves and i never entertained the thought that it it could be me as in the reason that i'm there the reason the yeah, reason you you're there is because yeah. when someone above you leaves like you know the idea is that either you recruit somebody in or in an ideal world like i really like, yeah I, re- I really like the you idea of having that sort of like like in work it's like that sort of like talent pipeline thing that rather than getting somebody externally in you have you have people ready to step up yeah so yeah it was the same yeah. at mcdonald's is it's the same like you never see people get recruited from outside into positions of power it's always like people who then work their way up which is i think is a good way to do it be able to like you can see yourself like when i first joined i didn't see myself becoming a manager but then i knew people who then did rise up the ranks and then you're like before you know yeah. you're like well i'm here yeah <laughs> i've done it and you're you're like at a high level at your store so you can be like look down and be like well i know exactly people who are lower than you like in the the ranking or whatever be like i know exactly what it's like to be in your shoes so like, i'm gonna i can relate to you a lot better and like treat you accordingly because yeah i think there you. is a bit of that i think that definitely helps because yeah people see that you know you've you know if that for some reason that helps people because that quantifies your position in their mind because they're like all right you have a right you know whether it's right or wrong um, they look at you and they're like oh you've been where i am or you've been you know you know what it's like so that you know merits more respect from me towards you or i mean thankfully i've got the guys i have um, like in my work are also just generally they've like like head screwed on so they're not quite as like i don't know like I don't know what's the word like quite like in my head i'm like that's quite a nomadic way of looking at stuff like oh like you've been where i am that means you know what you're doing i trust you but like that's i don't like yeah. it but like that's yeah. how we are hard we just we're hardwired that way and we have and, like, that's yeah. how we survived yeah yeah, like, yeah. A social creature yeah i might not like it that's think, yeah. kind of like a, an, a like an off sort of you know off-piste like a meritocracy kind of thing but they see you they're like yeah you've been there you know what you know you know what it feels like i trust you um but i yeah never for once did i think that it would be me and i remember that that i remember this guy leaving and thinking oh jesus like who's gonna take over like who's gonna step up and because someone's gonna probably have to step up to be an assistant manager which is gonna leave a space above me so who's gonna do that who could possibly do that and i remember my manager being like at the time like would you, what would you think about you know taking that step up and i wasn't until that she'd said that i was like oh my god like that's like that's the like that's the whole point like i, I, I think in my head that's whenever like succession planning became like real for me because i was like oh my god that's what happens because in my head like i said i was like i was yeah. waiting for someone to be like i wonder who's gonna come in i wonder who the I wonder who the new start's gonna be so yeah that was a massive yeah so I then took on a set of keys um, and again like you say that was responsibility for like opening the shop closing the shop cash handling on a you know more basic level than just you know dealing with transactions that was like cash banking at the end of the day change ordering so uh, yeah I'd never had that responsibility responsibility before and if I'm honest all I saw out of it was I was like oh I'm getting an extra like whatever it was like 25 40, like 50p yeah. or something like that I didn't well, initially, that's like that's the main. Oh incentive. yeah. Well, yeah. And, well, that is that, that is probably like the, that's for, for most people that is the main incentive. But then anything else yeah. that comes with that is like yeah. So really I, it was definitely not. A, I didn't see myself probably going any further than that until um, I'd. I remember there was one night I'd I made a bit of a doo doo where um, I think I'd left. Um, like I'd left one of the like till floats of it's like a hundred pounds, like on top of the. Like, I'd forgotten to put it in the safe, and overnight a delivery driver had come in and I hadn't touched it, but the person that came in for the open shift the next morning, um, came in, saw that it was still there, and <laughs> like I got, like, I didn't agree with how it was handled. Like they just went straight to my like the to my store manager, and kind of like like ratted me out and we we had a discussion about yeah. it and i said like i would much rather you came and spoke to me first about that and then 
because that way if if you tell me oh Pete yeah. you closed last night and then you forgot to do this um, just be careful next time because you know if, if Gaffer finds out then you'll probably get a bigger slap on the wrist than if I find out and that way I, I, I respond yeah. much better to that than being like grassed on because I'm like well this especially this person was like nearly 10 years older than me as well so I'm like I was like fucking grow up like yeah. it's not like like telltale teacher thing so that yeah. ended up with a sit down conversation with store manager and stuff and then I was I was getting the whole you know oh might have to think about taking keys off if you can't do this stuff so if you can't do this properly then who can't do it and I was just like I was like leave it I was like I was like it was a mistake yeah, one mistake, yeah. I was yeah. like I've seen I've seen you let people off with like a lot worse so I was like I'll take it I'll take the slap on the wrist and we'll say the conversation's done but then I remember thinking I was like yes yeah, this is not just about a bit more money mate there is actual responsibility here and you can't not that I felt yeah. that people were out to get you, but I was like, there are wolves, like, watching. Yeah. Yeah, there There's are people waiting for you to fuck yeah. up, so be really careful because, you know, there just wasn't the same level of trust that I've, yeah, uh, well, I would. like to instill in my team as it was, like, then. So there were people yeah. genuinely waiting for you to do something wrong so they could just, like, leap on it. Yeah. yeah. I suppose maybe that's, like, a symptom of the... The, the the kind of pipeline idea as well like we all know that we're in the same boat and like my gain I, I, I gain if you lose kind of situation maybe it's something like there's an element of that being like we're all competing against each other to be like yeah. claim the ranks almost which obviously is a it's a toxic environment to be in if then and that's good that you're like making a point to kind of make that uh, it's just not the, the yeah there was no I mean there was no like for me the big thing is it's that trust and feeling safe because whether it's you know like other businesses or whatever it is there are like there are active like forces in the world that are trying to put you out of you know out of business or you know not quite kill you but you know however many years ago it was like like saber-toothed tigers where we're trying to kill you and yeah. that was a very real threat and the only way that we could guarantee that we were going to survive was to cooperate and deal with yeah. this danger and just back then it was you had like very much like cliques of people that were working together not as like one whole unit so i've been there at the very bottom of it so i know what that's like which is why for me i'm very much like the, the number one thing is that everyone looks after the person to the left or to the right of them like regardless because we're all working towards a common yeah goal or common objective so i think Again, I suppose that sort of feeds into the point of yeah, having been at the very bottom of it, I I know what can happen. So it sometimes makes it easier for me. Not all the time. Sometimes it's easier for me to spot things or nip them in the bud before they become um, like any bigger of an issue. But yeah, that early it's cock up was like yeah. a right. You need to you know fix up, look sharp because yeah, this you know yeah. as good as it is to get an extra few quid. Um, what how you know an extra few quid per shift or something like that it's like you need to actually graft yeah like there's, there's, yeah, like you're getting paid for responsibility yeah so you need to actually do it so yeah that was one. that was quite a big like having a set of keys that was a, a big change in terms of just like professionally as well and um, actually having that responsibility because then yeah. that you know should i have left that's another sort of like string to your bow kind of thing in terms of if you're going to change and look for um, some sort of different kind of work or like a different work you've got that yes yeah, so it would be very easy for you at that point to be like well, I'm done then and just walk away and be like I'll move I'll, I'll yeah, leverage this position were, somewhere else there were plenty a, of other things in like Sterling I mean it's not a massive place but like there were, you know there were lots of like restaurants and lots of bars and stuff popping up and there were always like advertisements in like the um, like the sort of like studenty like newsletter thing of like places that were looking you know like decent hourly rates for you know like shift managers at bars and stuff so like there were plenty of options well it felt like there were plenty of options there that you could have like you say like leveraged that to be um, either but then you, you chose to like nah I'm gonna like rise yeah, to the I think it was it was that yeah learn a bit more and actually like give a shit as well and then I think it was through that that I started to 
I think like started to get the wheel in motion a little bit because I started to realize how much more contact I had with people in terms of like training and coaching and very quickly realized that I that was one of my favorite parts of my work was getting the new start and just getting them like almost like absolutely like, like filthy dirty covered in coffee like you know like making things like spilling milk like just yeah. you know making a mess of stuff because it was through that that they learned their course their core skill set of um, like making our like menu of drinks and then being able to show them off yeah. to like the line manager or my store manager at the time to sign them off and for them to see the work that I'd put into them that was an early sort of indicator yeah. of my enjoyment of like coaching and developing people um, and then it wasn't long after that that I left for my um, time away in um, yeah. what do you in that time away that I spent in in Switzerland in you know? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that that was funny um, yeah that 10 years I did in Alcatraz <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I did my uh, when I did my time away, then that meant leaving that job and leaving that position that I'd um, that I'd had, which was um, yeah, which was difficult, which was hard. But then again, that was like another change um, in moving from um, yeah, like st- yeah, that's like a that's yeah, a really stir into Switzerland. Show. So uh, yeah, that was I don't know. I feel like it was probably made a bit easier because I'd already done it to maybe a lesser extent from, you know, moving from home to uh, to Sterling. Um, and that was like, I suppose for you, that's like, because you've been studying languages up to that point and it's like you, the ultimate test is then you moving to a place where like you need to rely on yeah, pro- <laughs> what you've learned. So yeah, it's probably. Like a real yeah, challenge. It's probably the, yeah, it's probably a fair assessment of it because that's like all the work you've been doing up to that point I mean maybe not the ultimate measure is like you know you could do all the practice in the world with like the um, like the French like spoken lecture who you do your, your classes with like a French or a French speaking individual um, and you're like well I can converse with them so I could probably converse with and even the like French students or French speaking students in the French modules like I've made a point to try to not be pally pally because I was like you know I wasn't trying to like force any friendship but like like spend a bit of time with them to like talk to them like inside and outside of class just for a bit more practice so yeah that like moving like it's, you know it's like you can you can hack it in the lectures but can you actually hack it in in the city itself yeah um, that's, what, that's like with any degree, I suppose. When you like, you learn everything, then jump out into the real world. But then you were like doing that, like ahead of schedule almost, because yeah, you'd still be not. Definitely, I, I've always been a, um, I've yeah, always been a, I learn on the job kind of person. Um, I can read as much theory yeah. as I want, and I can visualize in my head what I think it's going to look like. But until I actually get in and experience it, and actually, you know deal with the the live yeah. element if you want to call it like that I, I, that's how i see it in my head like you know you can yeah. do all the strategy you want but it's not until you're actually like you know yeah pre- yeah press player you know you go yeah. live that you can actually react yeah to. i would agree i would say i was similar in that respect i've always said that i'm kind of like a like a slow learner like i'm like which is a bad thing to say obviously not an attribute you want but I, i'm a very like methodical learner where I'll like break it down into like here's a task break it down into subtasks and whatever and like by by the end of it the way I do it I'm able to do it really well even though maybe would take a bit longer than a normal person but that's just like that's I know the way I learn I think that's like that's such a big step to be able to make to know how to learn how to how you best operate and if you're like able to best operate like it's good to have the theory to back it up but then like to be able to go in there as you said, and just like get your hands dirty, and then then you pick it up. That's such a good, it's an important piece of information. Oh, to have about yourself. And even like to take it back a, a touch to the when I mentioned about like training and coaching and developing like new starts. Uh, part of that exercise was um, just kind of those like classic, you know, um, 
trying to figure out what kind of learner you are by answering like 20 or 20 or 30 yeah. questions and then you were supposed to as the trainer you were you know to use that to help benefit and create a training plan for the the trainee and i remember looking at it and thinking yeah. i was like i don't even know what kind of learner i am so i was like how can i teach somebody if i don't even know what i if i don't even know what kind of learner or how i learn best myself then yeah that became a really valuable training exercise and it's weird because like the new start looks to you for all the answers and the truth is that i don't have all the answers but they look at you as if you do and you know a lot of that is just the not quite bravado but you know if i if i come across as if i know what i'm talking about they they'll probably buy it but then yeah i was like you know thinking about teaching teaching people like like playbooks and stuff and here's here's best practice it almost made me think i was like what is my playbook like what like what am i good at Um, if i'm trying to teach you how to be good at stuff or you know what am i like what am i actually good at and how do i learn so like that was a really probably i don't know arguably even more important exercise for me than it was for them because um i can you know, if someone's got the right attitude and the right, probably attitude's the, the best bit, the most important, like the right attitude and values, like they'll they'll learn that in terms of like making the co- like making coffees and making like preparation, like that is the one percent, in my opinion at least, that's the one percent of like cost of coffee, like the ninety nine percent is like people. So if you've got the right attitude yeah. and you've got, you know, semi decent and workable like people skills then i can work with you but if you've not got that then you could be the best barista yeah. in the world but i wouldn't i wouldn't do i'm not interested because if your attitude's off then like having like are there are there kind of like positions at costa that aren't like you would obviously and prob- there probably are but they aren't aren't customer facing like there'll be people that are like locked onto tills and then people who like do the stuff in the background and then they'll Kind of be less customer facing but then i suppose in that situation then they wouldn't be able to be on it all the time unless you're yeah, a really I, busy I, store I've, so you need to have that oh yeah 100 and i've been in stores and i've done like cover shifts in stores where people have like their set like defined things that they do um which is you know that's yeah. absolutely um the you know that's that store manager's like prerogative but if all it, all it takes is for like one person that one person that normally does the till all the time that's like super friendly all it takes is for them to be say like sick one day and all of a sudden your whole like yeah. deployment or your whole plan is thrown into because you're gonna have to put someone that's maybe not as good as you know your most friendly person on the till and it's like you you, you really like yeah. shoehorn yourself into a plan when if everyone I'm like, you don't have to if everyone's like like very good rather than like superb at one or two things if everyone's like very good at everything then you don't need to worry about who's doing what at what time because you know that you know person a is going to give the same if not very very similar services person b yeah yeah people are always going to have their strengths but like you need to yeah absolutely because like i've been there because i was quite that, that friendly person very like could you know that whole thing about like selling i could like sell you know whatever to anybody so like or just generally just friendly so and i've been on tills for like nine sometimes ten like you know, ten hours that i go and like it's hard man it's draining so again like i've been there so i know yeah. what it feels like so i know the value of somebody coming after like even an hour sometimes and being like you want to go and get a break or you want to go hop and go and so like do a different task because you know yeah. you are much more well, you, you're much more like you say yeah. like you you work with me like you if you work with me you're much more valuable to me whenever you're like feeling refreshed and you're happy most importantly than if you're like yeah. soul destroyed after eight hours and you're like oh like I, i'm needing yeah, like, somebody to cover a shift tomorrow how do you and you're like i've just done eight hours and i don't want to do that but if you've been like rotated and you've had like nice breaks and you've been like engaged in the day yeah and i say sean i'm really dying for a cover yeah. for four hours tomorrow like would you mind you say I was gonna do this, but do you know what? I actually yeah, might so consider it now because yeah. today was yeah. okay and it was terrible. But yeah, yeah, I feel like it's, it's similar at work at my at McDonald's. Sorry, whenever like you th- there is 
positions in the store which are undesirable which most people would be like if you were going to be doing it for eight hours at a time no one's going to want to do it but it's like knowing to like rotate people around these positions and like everyone knows that they're not desirable but everyone knows that they're all just they're all doing an equally an hour on it or a small amount of time on it in throughout the day so everyone's like yeah fine i'll go and do a wee quicker on this i'm not gonna name well i mean there's there's also but... value in well, i mean I, I i find for me and in, in my work like, i believe there's value in also as the the leader like throwing yourself on that um, because like people see yeah, that yeah. again you're not above that and you don't see yourself as you know like that classic like office manager or whatever because like we've all worked with them and you know like, it's just like it's so shite because you just feel like you, you do feel beneath people um and that's why like i know i always try to make a point i when i say like i work like with because people i like i don't feel like my team like work for me like i work for them right and i don't see that as like a yeah. a hierarchy thing like, ultimately yes i am top of it i understand that but like i want to be approachable and i want people to buy into my vision and to do that they need to see that you're prepared to roll your sleeves up and go and clear up a like a pile of like child vomit or something like that because you're like all right yeah. this guy is actually like he'll he'll do that yeah because the, the way i i always see it is like you like as if you go for like for mcdonald's for example your crew then your crew trainer then your manager but it'd be like a crew trainer is can do everything a man and everything a crew does and should be able to do everything a crew does and should be comfortable doing that and then a bit more and then same again like a manager can do everything a crew trainer does like, a little bit more but they can do everything and they should be prepared to do like any of that stuff they shouldn't be like once you're promoted to manager you're never doing you're never touching a tail again for example you're never talking to a yeah. customer again because obviously like that's these are important things that need to be done by someone and then you are a, a part of the machine and you can't just be like i'm i'm yeah i'm a cog part of the machine but i'm not turning today everyone else no, just turn around no. me that's not how it works that's a really good way of putting it as well isn't it just it's even just the if we're all trying to pull in a direction or go in a direction and like i see that role as the person that's like the front of the rope pulling not at the back of the chariot like whipping because because if you're at the back of the chariot whipping yeah people will work for like they'll work for your money like for sure but like i see it i'm like i want people to buy into that like vision and whenever that happens like because yeah yeah even that guy i mentioned earlier on that was like my sort of like role model i would have run through a brick wall for that guy not because i'm stupid but because i know yeah. that he wouldn't ask me to run through a brick wall if one he didn't think i could do it but two if he wasn't prepared to do it himself like that was the kind of person that i wanted to work yeah. for so then if that's the person you want to work for when people are there working for you you've got to be that it's a weird kind of yeah, it's just it's a, it's a nice. Like, I like I like hearing you talk about your work because you're you're very like people oriented. I like to hear that, which I, I like to think I am as well. But I'm not like in the same position. Yeah, but I think that's you. the thing. Like I'm anyone a... can be. It doesn't like anyone can be a leader, whether or not you're like you know whether. Yeah. Like technically, I don't. Yeah, a, a yeah. Boss I get we have like we have superiors for that. You know that reason. There are people that are above me in rank, but like I've seen. Yeah. Um, I've seen like suits and ties and managing directors that I would not work for and I've seen I've gone into different stores and seen barista that I've seen I'd be like I would work for you I would work like, you are yeah, I would follow like, you. you are something else but that's yeah. just that's just like yeah, part yeah. of the whole yeah so I think that's that people, was part of the yeah. I think kind of taking it back to like going to Switzerland like that was another part of because that was yet another sort of um, different I'll say like more different kinds of people I was exposed to and not only that in you know not my native language and uh, yeah I think that's probably in that sort of that year period when I left the first time at Costa to go to like to move away it was weird because like not that I, I don't think I did so much but like that was a chance for you to like almost like reinvent yourself right because nobody knew who you were or like nobody knew who I was when I left to Switzerland like nobody at all so yeah. I could be yeah. I think probably the biggest thing I find challenging especially from uni was was um, not escaping but like moving away from the 
like for so long for a lot of like the start of uni people knew me as like pete like the church guy like the religious guy and like the yeah. christian guy so i didn't really i didn't drink um i didn't yeah. smoke um and whenever i moved away i find that there was absolutely no like pressure or expectation because i still even at that sort of like how old was i then like 19 i noticed i had a really really bad problem with like trying to keep people happy like pleasing other people like like ahead of myself Mm -hmm. or you know i would make myself unhappy because it meant um maintaining this expectation that people had of me as as, like like the nice i don't not like nice but just like the kind of like religious guy and I moved away and didn't have yeah. I, I didn't have to be that guy and yeah there was no, yeah, there was no, no expectation you, so like, I was still at like, you know, like, like like I am now just like sincere honest genuine um, but there was no tag of oh but you used to be the guy that went to church so like this new you is like a bit weird because like we don't recognize him like that who that's yeah. who I was like from the start so I think that probably year was probably one of the bigger biggest um, like changes and growth moments as well because I think I started to figure out who I really was and how probably more importantly like how I fit into the world yeah yeah Just I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely yeah that's uh yeah we'll uh take a little uh, take a little short break if you uh fancy a cup of tea go and hit that uh hit that kettle um will be a nice fancy ad dulcet tones if i do this <laughs> dulcet tones if i do this yourself. myself yeah the next time we do a, a live episode we'll have to i think we said this the last time we'll have to re- record our own yeah, record one. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of us one of us will get angry it'll be me i'll get all like the shit words like the and and the, the and uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do like word about like word. I think, yeah, was, I think it was, I think, Holly was talking about this like that bit in like Friends when Rachel and Phoebe go to record the the message and then they switch words because Rachel feels like she's getting all like the and or the uh, <laughs> we yeah. or the yeah yeah go get a cup of tea, a glass of water, some uh, some hydration or maybe even a little snack, maybe even a little snack. You deserve it. Go on. Yeah, we'll be right back. 